0: Welcome back to Run Replay. Um, This week, we've got a very special guest who has run at the World Cross-Country Championships in Australia, uh, also has the 11th fastest UK 10K time in history. Uh, Big welcome to the show, Abby Donnelly.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks very much for coming on. Yeah. Um, So the idea of the show is to kind of chat through Um, a run or a race that the guests have done but um, when we were discussing it before this you've actually got three pretty incredible ones just over the last few months. Um, So I think we said it'd be great to hear about them all. So um, I think before we get into that it'd be really interesting to know kind of how you first got into running. So how did that all start? What was it um, that got you first running?
2: Yes, I think it was um, my parents got me and my sister into it. Um, My dad was an 800 runner, so um, he used to train at Lincoln Wellington as well. Um, And then when me and my sister were younger, I think I was probably like 10 or maybe a bit younger, uh, he used to get us to run to the sweet shop. Um, about half a mile away, and he said, "If we ran all the way there, we could have get sweets, <laughs> and then and then we'd have to run back, and we weren't allowed to eat them." And I'd always be like trying to trying to eat them, but could, like like couldn't breathe because I was running as well.
0: <laughs> Brilliant! So it's
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> you ready for the marathon running already, where you're trying to take <laughs> stuff on and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I like that. a so good incentive and actually, little did you know, <laughs> it's going to aspire <laughs> to being something you really love and, and more than the sweets. Ah, that's brilliant. I love that. So, yeah, you, you touched on um, the club that you, you both run for. What what was the name again, sorry?
2: Uh, Lincoln Wellington.
0: Lincoln Wellington, great. And you still run for them now, is that right?
2: Yeah, it and partly for Loughborough because um, I went to uni there.
0: Ah, oh, great, yes, yes, yeah. they um, looks like a great university for for sport and running and
2: oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. fun with the buck stuff. Yeah, that's great. <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah, so I think you know you've obviously been doing great over over the years, but then um something that was must have been an amazing experience like we touched on earlier was this um run over in Australia. And yeah. um so I think maybe maybe starting with that one would be a really interesting one with, um, I guess, like how you kind of built up because I know it was in February. So how much time is that kind of on your radar for? Do you kind of do the the, the block training? So where did it start ramping up towards that?
2: Yeah, um, because it was planned for, I think, 2020, it, it was since then that it was like, Australia's the worlds and it's sort of been on my mind and then it got cancelled um so many times that it, it actually helped because I had a few niggles and injury issues in those years so this year it was sort of a bit it was scary because I was like oh, there is a chance I could get there <laughs> um, <laughs> which just terrified me <laughs> um and it was Uh, Yeah, I think probably from November onwards, it was always sort of like building up, building up, just getting to each next cross-country race, seeing how you're feeling. Um, But especially just before Christmas, because I knew the Europeans would... um, I knew that was going to be one of the selection criteria for it. Um, So that was like trying not to overthink it, but knowing that you did have to come in the top 12 and that race was sort of the main thing I was looking at
0: yeah of course yeah that's the one where you're running through a museum right
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're getting weirder every year <laughs>
0: that's great I mean that looked pretty I remember seeing um yeah that that really short hill just before it that looked incredible how was yeah. how was the course there
2: I actually really enjoyed it I I like a good hill <laughs> so it was just, it was quick, but the key to that one, because I did the Lisbon one in 2019, and the key is not to go off too hard, and so this time I really paced it, I was just really concentrating on how I was running it so it felt good because the last couple laps I was picking people off which is always a nice feeling in cross country (laughs)
0: absolutely yeah I mean on that because that's a really interesting point and it it works for for most of the distance stuff even on the road but like how how do you strike that balance between not going too quick but then also not losing touch and making sure you're kind of top 12 what what did you But did you kind of have an eye on just, just everyone as well? or?
2: Yeah, so I I started and I was in that, like, very close to the front group. And then I was a bit like, oh, I, I don't want to go too quick. So I slowed down a lot, a bit too much, I think, maybe, because I got home and my coach was like, was that on purpose? Or did you not feel good? And then I was sort of like, I think I went from like eight to over 25 or something and so then I was like no I need to get a bit more forward so it's a bit of a yo-yo <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to get it right though because especially on a course like that you've just you've never run that before so it's difficult
0: that as well yeah mm-hmm. I mean the only thing I can like compare that with is going to another park run that I haven't been to <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay.
0: Oh, this is very great. There could be a hill right at the end. So that's my like, yeah, that's my European cross (laughs) country.
1: Yeah,
0: no, I totally know what you mean. That's that's interesting. So you have, you've done the Europeans and been selected and then you were in that absolute brutal race, which um, obviously an an insane finish with... um, with everyone at the front, but such an oh, yeah. inc- incredible course, wasn't it? That
1: oh, it was so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. So when you know what's kind of coming there, what I suppose before getting to the race, what what are you doing in training to really get ready for something like that? What does your typical training week look like? I guess running up to that. Um,
2: I I like think it's quite similar. Um, We normally have hill sessions within my training anyway, so um, we did keep it quite the same because it was 10k. Um, My coach from home, Rob Lewis, is quite an old-fashioned long-distance coach, so he likes the miles. (laughs) So we sort of kept that the same as well. Um, And then the week before everyone properly just capered down mainly because of the heat it was just so warm (laughs) that there wasn't too much running you wanted to do
0: (laughs) of course yes exactly because you're you were over there for about a week before the race right
1: yeah yeah
0: brilliant so do you for these hill sessions in training do you do you wear um spikes and kind of do it on on terrain as well or do you do it on roads or a bit of both?
2: Um, Just on roads most of the time. Um, um, Lincoln has just one big hill but many ways up it. (laughs) So there's so many different types of hill training you can do here. Um, But it's, yeah, there's not many rolling hills (laughs) on grass, it's just... Straight up, most of
0: the time. Yeah, yeah My wife did the um, Boston Marathon, which I don't know if that's very far. Uh, no,
1: it's not too far actually. Yeah, and that
0: proper just um, <laughs> fields and yeah. I think the wind was the only real issue there, but um, yeah, but top of that, yeah. They they found a good route. That's,
1: but that's good great. Way. I
0: think um, that's interesting. Do you you you've um kind of built up obviously like you say it's been two or three years in in the uh, pipeline to get yeah. to australia and then yeah the kind of build up to it you've gone over to australia from quite a cold uk winter as well so it's a real a yeah. one. Um, and you said you didn't do much running in the in the week of the race
2: Oh no i I tend to train um a couple times a day, not all running like a lot of biking and just like gym bits um so when we got there it was hard because of the jet lag to begin with it's it's a bit tricky to know what to do because you don't want to get too tired um so I think it was it was seven hours to do and then fourteen hours to. Uh, Sydney and we landed and um, I went for a run with a couple of other girls it was like 10 at night and was like we just need to run (laughs) we've been sat down for so long but it was in the middle of Sydney airport we were just doing a run it was bizarre but it was like really humid and I was just I think I was like what's going on where am I (laughs)
0: Yeah, of course, just so different. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, love
0: that. And then, yeah, I've I listened to an Aussie running podcast. So I've heard a fair bit, but I understand. Then you probably had to go on from um Sydney to to Bath, Bathurst, um yeah. which was another flight. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So I was quite lucky. We the team got split a bit, so some people got an early flight at eight in the morning. And then others got a 5 pm flight, and I was on the 5 pm. So, a group of us, I think it was all the seniors and um, all the girls, we went round Centennial Park, I think it was in Sydney, um, ran to the Opera House, looked like Nutters because it was absolutely chucking it down. And we had we just bought our summer kit. So, we were uh. just in like, shorts and crop tops and t-shirts and everyone was looking at us like we'd gone mad Um, and then we got to the airport and there was a minibus with like two other people on and then the rest of us and it was the smallest plane I've ever been in the pilots were like talking to us from where they were and it was like 45 minutes and we sort of just flew from the rain into like glorious sunshine (laughs) amazing
0: that's great Mm. love it just like getting rid of the cloud going on yeah Yeah. um great so so then you're you're there what a couple of days before where the um race is happening or was it on the on the day almost
2: um we only stayed in Sydney a day actually I think um so then we had about five or six days in Bathurst just (laughs) six I don't really, I think about it now and I'm like, I don't actually know what I did, but time just seemed to pass so quickly. We were just like doing little jobs, you know, like having a bit of an explore and there was a lot of admin to go through on like the course and everything.
0: Really? Um, Yeah. Did they have a a lot going on with that kind of thing, like checking out the course and
2: Yeah, we had like scheduled times to have a walk around and then other days you're getting medications <laughs> out
0: absolutely fine. Not a
2: problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, so there was just like each day there was a the main thing we just had to do and it didn't take long, but it just that seemed to be the focus of the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. So then I guess you come to I like to think about like the actual race and going from the night before and kind of how you prepare. So do you, um, I suppose with a lot of people it's with marathons, they have a certain meal or something like that. Is there anything you do in preparation the night before a race that you're, you're really working towards?
2: Not too much to be honest. I think most of the time I try not to move around too much in that day. It's very easy to overthink it though because that was a few people were going into town and because it, it got to a, over 30 degrees by that point and we was like oh no should we be walking we're going to get dehydrated and then I was like but I haven't moved enough what if I haven't walked enough <laughs> um, <laughs> but because our race was at night time I thought normally I'd sort all my kit out the night before um, and I'd be like we're sorted for the day it's fine um but i wanted to leave something for that next day because i knew the nerves would be getting to me so i sort of left myself everything <laughs> to do that morning
0: that's a good idea yeah i like that yeah you don't want to overthink it but equally like those kind of things just making sure it's not all sorted and you're you're just yeah. waiting for it to happen yeah
1: yeah definitely <laughs> yeah
0: so that next day you say your yeah your, your race was quite like a little bit later on but the
1: three
0: yeah. uh, days were first weren't they so
2: yeah um i think we didn't get to see them which was a shame um because we were we sort of each had like it was it was on the race track for cars so we were each given like a big garage to stay in And I really wanted to watch the the relay event. But that day, the weather just, I don't know what happened to it. It felt like you are in a hairdryer. It was like, it was a bit windy, but it was like hot wind. Wow. (laughs) You just like, I remember walking to it and I was like, oh my God, how are we going to run in this heat? Because it was just, it was just hot air being blown around. Yeah.
0: God, yeah, it looks it looked absolutely incredible and then I suppose all the storms kind of happened but we'll probably get to that a bit later on
1: um
0: so then you say yours because for us we were watching it like well when you wake up or 4 20 in the morning or something like that
1: yeah
0: um I seem to remember it was something and so it's obviously the evening for you so all day you're just kind of doing pinning your numbers and getting down to the,
3: the, the hairdryer
0: um and then your race um yeah, what do you do, kind of, to warm up? Do you do, you do many K? Do you do like kind of dynamic stretch? What's your what's your kind of routine, or do you have any superstitions or traditions as well, it's like that kind <laughs> um, of thing?
2: I normally do a two or three mile jog, and um, oh, before before this, like in the morning, I'll always go for a two mile really <laughs> slow jog. It's like a pre warm up, warm up. Um, wow, I love that. And, so I'll start that and then and then that that'll be all the all the exercising until we get there and then I'll do a two or three mile jog when we get there um, and then drills and stride. um and then yeah just just like sometimes coffee if, if it's a later race which this one was so I made sure I had some coffee before um, although this time the the heat affected the warm-ups. I think I only did about a mile because it was just just sweating before it even started. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and plenty of time for retying my spiked laces about 50 times.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so tough, isn't it? Yeah, I remember <laughs> tying my laces on a start line once and then thinking, oh, what if I've done them too tight now and I won't have... <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's
1: literally Sorry. me every race. Yeah,
0: and then like yeah, same with oh road shoes and going oh it's too loose and I haven't really <laughs>
1: yeah. had a warm up
0: in this. Ah, oh, so yeah, it's the joy of it, isn't it? it means you care about it. <laughs> um yeah, and then those those starts of the the cross country races, like all the NCAA, and obviously the Bucks ones, a similar vibe. And obviously, then when you get to the worlds, the start line right across. <laughs> with it's just kind of um yeah. classic um pure running, I think of it as it's 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 incredible um so you've got you've got to the start there and um and remind me how many um england uh or g b athletes are there aside from you in your race um, there were
1: six of those. Time. Yeah. six <laughs> right. yeah
0: that's right so you're all yeah. in the little different areas and this
2: this race is actually a bit of a (laughs) free-for-all so we were expecting pens which every race I've done at major chances you're in your pen you, you don't have to worry about the start we get there they're just like nope just they called forward the main people like Hassan um did the big introductions and then there was like go to the start and we was like what <laughs> where do we go um but w- luckily we, I think GB managed to get mostly on the front so we were we were lucky um but the team managers were really good they really looked after us and had like big ice buckets and I remember like we all, all had like ice just all down the crop tops like trying to cool down as best we could and on the start line like shivering <laughs> before the ice
1: <laughs>
3: oh
0: that's yeah I've heard that from um someone like Ellie Pashley who runs in Australia and she, she talked <laughs> about the same thing at um some of the champs before where they were getting really cold ice towels and she was like am I like, yeah. too cold now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <was> it <laughs> brilliant
0: um, so yeah, I mean, uh, for anyone listening who hasn't seen this race or, um, looked at the course, it just looks, I mean, I think world cross country tries to be as brutal as possible, but, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, probably best if you go through, through the race as best as you kind of remember it, um, from start to finish, like the thing I really wanted to capture in this podcast was like how you felt the race went, you know, what I really enjoyed with what we did previously was where you could talk through and then kind of remember all the little bits like where you reminded yourself that you were going maybe too, too slowly or too quick and you pulled yourself back or you took on someone and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, any of those bits. So if you want to talk through kind of shivering on the start line and go from there, <laughs> yeah. um, that'd be great to hear.
2: Yeah. So we're on the start line. I think I was like a few people away from like and then yes, you have that Moments, sort of like you I just you get scared of the pain you know is about to come (laughs) but you can't do anything about it because you're all on the line by that point so you just sort of stood there and and I was just like the gun just needs to go because the nerves were just getting (laughs) so much um and then it went and just I, I did the worlds in China when I was in the under 20s and I remember the, the leaders are just a different class. And so I had that in mind this time, especially with it being 10K. So I sort of like was expecting them to go off a lot quicker. Um, and we started and we weren't too far behind them. And that was my first indicator to slow down a bit. Um, not too much, though, because it. It was. It's not the biggest field at the world, just because of like, the qualification for it. Um. So I just sort of wanted to settle in the middle somewhere. Um, and I had this grand scheme. I was going to crack the heat of Australia. And so I thought the very first time I get to a water station, I'm just going to pick up a bottle, cover myself in cold water, and I'm just going to keep doing that the whole race at every station. So I had this whole plan... We got to the first station, no one took a bottle except for me, poured it on myself, and it had been sat in the sun, so it was so warm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, the whole plan's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, so, And then I had a bit of a, a thought, and I was like, where do I chuck the bottle once you've picked it up? Because part of me got really worried you could get disqualified for some reason, if it, like if you threw it in the wrong place which I'm sure they'd have told us but it's just mid-race thoughts <laughs> it got the better of me so I was holding on to this bottle for like 100 meters oh. wondering what to do with it um and then so I got rid of that and then um we sort of went up the hills and that first lap felt lovely it felt so strong and it was like this this is easy this is fine <laughs> But I knew it was 10k and it was it was gonna buy to you go too quick. Um so we sort of went round and the first thing I think I noticed is it, everyone's mouth was everyone's mouths were just dry because it was it was like like hot, but with all the runners it sort of whipped up the mud and so it was like really dusty. Yeah. Um especially running through like the grape vines which was <laughs> another odd element <laughs> um,
1: yeah
0: so that was that was like their version of the, the museum wasn't it they had yeah. three different grape vines yeah. with shiraz mm-hmm. Yeah. Blanc or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: Pinot
0: Noir. Pinot Noir. And you can you want to run through, but everyone always yeah. through the first one,
2: right? Yeah, that's it. I always go through the first. And I think it was Pinot Noir. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: Love it. Yeah,
2: so that was good. Um and then we sort of there was the Tyre chicane where it's that, was, that bit was harder than expected just because it, it really breaks up your stride. So yeah. you sort of feel good because it's a downhill stretch just before that. And then you get onto that bit and you're like, oh, <laughs> you just sort of take a breath. <laughs>
1: and oh, I think
0: was that the bit that really got Gide as well? Because she was looking really strong down the hill. And then I think...
2: yeah. It It was a deceiving hill up that, but we walked it, and I remember thinking, "Oh, it's it's like a slight slope, but Mm. every lap we ran, that it it felt like the hill got bigger (laughs) each time." Um, Tough. And then I I was sort of I think placed about middle within the GB girls, and and Amelia Quirk was behind me, and I thought, me and Amelia have the same tactics to go off steady um and I think it was a couple of laps later Amelia went past me and that was sort of my it like woke me up a bit to think if I need to go now um because it had been a couple of laps and I'd not really lost any places but I had a lot more to give and I think that's the point where you have to decide if I go now will i Will I still die at the end or will this be okay? And I think I think we timed it just about right because the next two laps we did really pick up the pace, or maybe not so much pick it up, more maintain it because we really started to catch people up by that point. Um I think when you're six or seven K in, those who went off at the front were starting to really feel it, especially up the hills. Um it was just, there wasn't a point on that course, really, other than that slight downhill where you could get a breather for a second. Um, so then it got to the last couple of laps, and I remember thinking, like, going up the hill, I was like, the legs are burning, they're struggling now. <laughs> and just after the grapevine part, it also goes uphill again and Amelia just started to edge away and I sort of thought like I I went to soon; the legs have gone and we turned the corner and I was like no they're fine I've been dramatic they're fine (laughs) I can keep going.
1: Um,
0: That's interesting so what uh, is it about the legs that make you feel they're, they're gone or they're fine is it just that lactate feel of burn?
2: Yeah it's just that burning feeling and like I think it's a very mental as well because you've just got to think that's how they're feeling for this stretch. You get to the next bit and see how they're feeling. But as soon as it comes on, you're like, I can't do another 2K loop. I can't. I can not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then
3: My
1: day
2: is done. That is <laughs> it. I was like, I've come to Australia. I'm only doing four laps. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> um, but then it was that downhill bit and I was like, no, no, I feel lovely again. They, they feel great. Um, and then I knew it was going to be between me and Amelia because we were sort of like going next to each other. Um, and it got, it got up the hills and we were sort of like just running with each other. We, we ran together for most of the race, to be honest, which was nice because you know the company you're with. You're used to running with them. Um, and then it it turned out to be a a sprint finish, <laughs> so I got through the tyre chicane, and I for some reason felt okay mentally. I was just like, "Well, we're there, we're there now. I may as well give it all." So I I remember turning that corner and then looking for the finish, and it it just looked so far away, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> um, and so luckily it was downhill, um, and I remember my legs were just going. I had no control over them. They was just moving. Um, and then we finished, and it was just like it's done, it's done. Yeah. But my big aim was to get in the top twenty five, and I came in at twenty fifth. But then because his son. Uh, Hassan got helped over the line, it was classed as 24th. Yes, as
0: of course. course, yes. Oh, brilliant, well done. That's so yeah. good. And you were first sprint over the line as well?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: How close was
0: that sprint finish in the end?
2: Very close, I think a couple <laughs> seconds.
0: <laughs> oh, because I know what you mean mentally, I think. From remembering that that lap just watching on tv that that tire bit i know what you mean once you're through that last bit of chicane you can imagine right just up the hill left and left and then it's there
1: yeah. but yeah. as
0: yeah day showed on the way down the hill it was just so much wasn't it that she i think they also went up and down a bit didn't it within yeah, it, bits of undulation
2: it, it was it was it really broke up your stride because my legs were too long to to like go with the, with the the lumps and bumps of it so i was just sort of like hitting hitting that like steep a bit at the wrong angle oh. each time
0: oh no <laughs> idea is it that's yeah. brilliant so then you're done and it was um it was it was still like obviously it was, it was pretty crazy um pretty crazy conditions there with um the heat but then did you get to watch the next cause I think you guys you went before the guys, didn't you? It was the
2: Yeah. Um, so after that we we went through the tents and um, to get all our chips taken off and uh Lucky, our physio, he was like, We need to we need to go and we was like, Why what what's going on? He was like the storm I and mean, we looked over and it was just rain. <laughs> it was like Armageddon was about to happen.
1: Gosh.
3: And then
2: the wind just whipped up and the tent nearly blew away. All the people were like holding on to the tents, And it got really cold all of a sudden. It went from like over 30 to then I was so cold. And, and then it started raining and the team manager put an alert out on everyone's phones. We're like, everyone, get back now. We're like, you need to come back um I think they pushed the men's race forwards. Um so I think we only had Zach in it. Um and we weren't allowed to watch him because the whole course was closing. It was just lightning. <laughs> it was so wow. it was amazing. It was scary but then there was like we need to get to the buses and I was just shivering I was like "What happened <laughs> I'm still a bit delirious from the race and I did not cool down it was
1: such like a quick turnaround wow um,
0: that is that is so different isn't it from a, from a normal race where you get over the line have a bit of a chat with everyone yeah. get cool car, have a cool down or watch yeah. another race and it's, yeah, this Armageddon, like you say, it sounded. It
1: just... And it looked
0: bad on the TV. But then I hear that, yeah, in person there, it was proper <laughs> crazy. It
2: was, it was the heaviest rain I think I've ever seen. It was like, how is it not flooding everywhere? Yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> and it was, um, it was basically that storm that you guys have flown out of in, in Sydney was coming for you. Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> it
2: was. The next day we woke up. Glorious blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> it was crazy. There was a turnaround.
0: <laughs> oh, the, the lengths these cross-country people would go to yeah, make I crazy, don't
1: yeah? <laughs> <So> know how <laughs> they brought that yeah.
0: wind in, but very good. Yeah,
1: they,
0: I think the Australians were quite proud that it was a really tough one. You know, they were like, yeah. Yeah,
1: they were.
0: <laughs> I often think that about most cross-countries, you know, the, the guys who set it up and stand there clapping you and, and they're going... Yeah, we put this hill there on purpose just to watch. The point. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, yeah, someone
0: created this. They decided to go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they wanted this pain. <laughs>
0: um So then that is the yeah. You've just gone back, have you, and like cooled down, kind of where you were staying, or? I, think
2: I just got. I just laid down. To be My roommate Megan. um, she finished but um I, I don't know if it was maybe the heat maybe got to her because um she she was in the medical tent for such a long time um and so she came back and I was like making her a cup of tea and just trying to get the sugar in there um because the race had she'd finished the race and it was still like a bit warm like well because we just ran but she was saying she was really cold. Um, and I think that was a sign that she they got too warm so they were trying to cool her down with ice but obviously she was like no I'm freezing and they was like your body temperature is too high um, so it just yeah, showed how like just how tough it was on a lot of people they said yeah. a very big medical tent for that country which is a scary sign yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like
1: a,
0: an army of tent yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, um, so then you didn't stay? Did you stay very long afterwards, or was there much celebration afterwards? How did it all go before you came back?
2: There was an after party. Um, our accommodation was near the uni campus, um, and at the students' union, they had a bit of like a disco, and you, had, you could get food drinks. Um, so we all um, we got a bus there, um, and then we had a few. I had a few glasses of, I think it was prosecco, went straight to my head. (laughs) Um, uh, There was loads of people there. All the winners were there. That's where they had the medal ceremony because it got pushed back from the race because of the weather. Um, So it was really nice that everyone was there. the GB team was just sort of like mingling with everyone else. Um, it was a good chance just to like talk to other people. Um, yeah. And then I think it was, I think it was about one or two in the morning, a group of us were like, let's wander back. Oh, we didn't know, people, some people carried on and went into the town, carried on drinking, um, but we were like, we'll have a wander back. So we walked back with some Americans for a little while. Nice. Um, and then Megan was actually flying to New Zealand that morning and had to leave at half four. So we got back at I think two and none of us had packed anything. So it was half two. I was like, let's let's have a tea and I'm like we'll just sort this out. So we just sat there in a room full of G B kit and was like, right, we need to sort out who's who <laughs> was just chaos. We're just, Throwing clothes around and okay. I'd never sleep before after a race I'd really struggle I think the adrenaline of it just keeps me awake so it was fine I didn't mind um it did mean the next day's travel was a bit horrendous but <laughs> yeah. the, the following day we that's when we left the straight after the day after the race we had a three-hour coach journey to uh sydney and then then the 14 hours to go and then seven hours oh yeah
0: yeah, that's tough at the end of all that but but well worth it i'm sure for those four five laps
2: (laughs) it was it was such a good experience i'd do it again it would be mad but (laughs) it was so good
1: yeah that
0: sounds amazing that's brilliant um yeah i mean it's that's that's exactly why I was like kind of hoping to hear like the ins and outs of it so much fun so I think you've obviously got two more brilliant races so if you're happy to chat about those ones as well (laughs) they kind of in a way they kind of because it's part of the same block very much I think it's really interesting to see how you then turn around um because the 10k is next isn't it and it's um it's a local one right
2: yeah, I live about 100 metres from where it starts. <laughs>
0: Is that on purpose, so you don't have too much in the
2: morning? <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect race preparation. <laughs> Love it.
0: So that's in April and you've run the end of February. Um, so have you kind of got, with your coach, like a map of all the, the A races throughout the year already and you know how you're going to do it? Um,
2: yeah, we've got a- um, he wrote a list of all the ones coming up, and just sort of we just talked through which ones I would do, and then we've got options there in case anything changes. So that's yeah, good yeah.
0: And so, what do you do between <laughs> a brutal cross-country <laughs> hairdryer and a fast road ten k? Um, what, what's the what's the preparation? Do you have a little bit of a rest and then build back up, or?
2: Uh, yeah I had um I had about a week where I just I didn't do any sessions um I remember I I ran the next day after we flew back more just to flush out my legs from being sat still for so long um I just did really gentle running um which I'm not the best at because I run with music in, and if I'm on my own I just I just get it done and I'm like sprinting through runs that I shouldn't be. Um right. so my boyfriend was sort of like, You're running with me, <laughs> we're gonna run this pace and we're not going any quicker. Um and I think that did the world of good because i I bounced back a lot faster than I thought I was going really? to. Um yeah, and then then it's hard to go from such a high to like the next thing. It's a bit like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing so then it was just a, a training block without it really meaning to be I just I went to sessions I did the runs I did the gym and I just did that each week um, and it did get to a point before Lincoln when I was like I need to race just purely for the taper week before <laughs> I i like, I've done a lot of training and I think that's why Lincoln went well is because it was just consistent. I just I didn't go mad, but it was just I did it week in, week out for a good amount of time. because um, I didn't have any races in between. Um I did try do the odd parts one just to try to get a bit of that race sharpness back, but <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's always <happening> good.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Yeah, what's your, what was your kind of favourite session to build up to that 10k? Are there any particular ones that stand out that you think gave you confidence or extra fitness?
2: Um, Yeah, I think it was the week before I did a K, we did eight by a K on the track with 200 jog recovery. Um, And my aim was to just try get them under 310 if I could. And I think I think they were all within like three six and three eight so nice. that was really good and I, I didn't feel like that like I was by the end I was like this is tough it like I could have done another one if I if I really needed to so that was nice just to have just to know I could do that sort of pace um, yeah and then I also did some mile efforts and I'd not really got below five minutes in training before um and i did i think one the first one was 450 and to be honest that was a bit quick because my legs were dead for the rest of <laughs> but to know that i could go that pace was quite nice
0: <laughs> yeah just um did you say that was 450
1: yeah yeah that's
0: my mile pb
1: <laughs> <laughs> brilliant
0: and that was proper all out I remember thinking I'm just sprinting <laughs> now this is really um <laughs> uh, so great right, that's that's good um and I guess that's a good thing because I I've always been one for building into races and maybe saving something like you said it's quite nice to overtake people it'll feel good but then I guess the other way particularly with cross-country races like we've talked about sprinting up front and then settling you sometimes have to be able to go hard at the start to, to yeah. keep up with that group and then can kind of settle into a rhythm. So it's good to replicate, I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good to to practice going hard. I think that's often how I run my sessions is I, there's a, a guy who I train with and he's, he's far too quick for me, but I try and stay with him every time. So a lot of my sessions have been going off hard and then just trying to hang in
0: (laughs) no well, it's had good results hasn't it so that's great um
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so then in the same way as the um cross-country you're 100 meters from the start of the 10k so what's your kind of night before and morning of the race looking like what did you do
2: Um, normally i stay here which makes sense because i'm 100 meters away but last year I don't, I don't know why. I think it's because it's a local race. I got so nervous for it. I just, I didn't sleep at all. Oh. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. I think because people, all my family live here, all everyone who works with people who like work with my parents, they all come out to watch me. And I'm, I don't know. I think the pressures get so much.
3: Of um, so
2: this year I was like, okay i might not stay here so i stayed at my boyfriend's house and we was just like he was doing it too which was nice and was like that right, we just we just don't need to think about it too much yeah. so we were just there and we just had like a chill night not just not thinking too much about it um and then in the morning of that race i we both got up and did a, a pre-warm-up run again <laughs> um early because the race is at 10 so i think we did that at six um just because my legs aren't awake at 10 i think they have not a morning racer Um,
3: yeah
2: so we just did two miles at six and had my breakfast which we always have four hours before um again i think that's just this (laughs) <laughs> um, and then we drove home because all the roads get blocked off so we had to get home early <laughs> to get parked um, and then went on my normal wall uh, three miles again um, and then it was it was a weird one because I was doing my drills outside my house up, up the street <laughs> all the neighbours like what's you do <laughs> um, and then It was like 15 minutes before the race started, which I was very relaxed for, but like my sister and my parents are like, don't you think you should be getting to the line, like, soon? I was like, we've got 15 minutes, it's fine. (laughs) Got there, and it was such a narrow start that normally the pens for sub 35, it's like quite spacious, there's a lot of room got there this time and people weren't in the pen they were like overflowing out of it um luckily my friend was sort of in the middle and called me and dragged me through to the start so I I was in the right place um it was just so narrow um it was a bit chaotic but it was fine (laughs) Um, and then yeah, I was just sort of looking around to see who was there because the past few years I've done it. I've ended up running large portions of it on my own, just with how how the pack broke up. Um but this year um it was it was really good. I had I had people to run with the whole time. It was amazing.
0: Oh, brilliant. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> just touching on the the warm up and drills. If you ever do warm up and drills just in a normal environment, people look. <laughs> what even even on the track on the if it's like a,
1: yeah. a more
0: like community track. There's one near us, and I was doing something the mm. other day. And people looking like oh, <laughs> <I've been laughs> walking like a flamingo. What's going on? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I was doing a stride, and my neighbours were walking past, and I think that they do know I run because I stand outside loitering for ages while my Garmin finds the signals so I think they know by now when I'm going on a run but I think they've never seen me do like drills before so they were uh-huh. a bit like what's happening
0: yeah I heard once <laughs> that if you put your hand in the air and do that eight signal <laughs> that it it, you can look even crazier if you want
1: to yeah I have I have done that a few times <laughs>
0: brilliant um so yes so you're on the start line and you've managed to be dragged to the right parts.
1: How did the race
0: go?
2: It was really good. I I never wear my watch when I race, which I think is a controversial thing, especially on the road. Um, But in in my mind, if I'm going too quick, I'm going to psych myself out. And if I'm going too slow, the thought of going quicker would also be horrendous. But this time, after past experiences, I was like best wear it just to be safe um and there was sort of a really big group of us uh, probably 2k um a lot of them were all like there's like lewis jagger there and other people um and i was sort of like i'm with them they must be going slow and then they they were like chatting and i was like okay this is definitely slow for them (laughs) because i was with them like feeling a bit scared um and then after 2k it, it started to split up and that's the point where I was like I don't know what to do because in the past I'd not gone with them and then I'd been on my own but I was like I can't I can't run a sub 31 10k <laughs> um, so I didn't want to go too quick um, but luckily um there was probably like Six of us um who hung who didn't go like straight away with them um and so that was ideal um and it was literally like our little pack um for the most of the way um and I remember looking at 5k and I think it was something like 15 50 or something and I was like oh because I was going for 32 so I was a bit like we're on pace but we've still got halfway to go Um, but there was Shane Robinson and he was he was running in that pack um, so I was just trying to stay with Shane and we eventually after 5k we started to pick off a few people from that front pack which was nice just to know you're moving forward um and then the last part of the Lincoln 10k it's not ma- it's not massively uphill it's a very it's a very slight slope but it feels like you are running off a mountain <laughs> and yes. I knew that was coming and so there was like a part of me that was like oh I've gone too hard this is it this is the end <laughs> and then I, I, I looked at my watch again and then I scared myself because we were on page still. And I think at that point I'm worried about all the work I've done going to waste in that last couple of K. Mm. Um, so I just tried to switch off and just stick with Shane. Um, and he looked behind and I don't think he was expecting me to still be there because we dropped quite a few of the guys from our group at this point. And slowly more more were dropping until it was just us two. Um, and it was really good of him. So I think he definitely could have gone on, could have pushed on in that last couple of K. But he was looking around and, like, helping me get to the finish. He was like, come on, don't stop now. And it just helped so much because I needed that that boost towards the end. Um, yeah. So I'm really grateful he was in that race <laughs> Because then when we crossed the line, I was like, I couldn't believe the time. Cause it went really quick. It was agony, but it, it went quick.
0: <laughs> and your final time was?
2: Uh, 31.42.
0: Brilliant. So almost mm. almost exactly um, an even split on that, if it was fifty, yeah. 50 right?
2: Yeah, so it was really well paced not by me (laughs) (laughs) by Shane and the others
0: oh you had to run it though so don't don't really well done um and yeah some some illustrious company brilliant to be 11th 11th fastest is that right equal 11th it's one other one from like 1989 or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's, ace because so um, having a look through through the list of kind of UK top results um you know it's like oslo here and barcelona there (laughs) lincoln (laughs) so you've yeah just run 31 42 absolutely yeah epic run or did you come overall in in the race out of interest with that one
2: oh that's a good that's a good question i think i I might have been nine yeah cool (laughs)
0: you're there with shane robinson at the end he's
1: done the last couple just with that hill
0: yeah that's nice that's really yeah love that um and then yeah I mean I think it's it's brilliant to hear hear these kind of blow by blow you know (laughs) of a race like that so Mm -hmm. then um you've yeah you've just kind of come down in distances so it's the 10k cross country 10k road Mm -hmm. slightly easier um and then and then coming to a 5k so that was between i mean that was actually just last week right or this weekend
2: uh, yeah so i did 5k books on the track that was on monday and then the 5 po- podium 5k was on saturday
0: <laughs> brilliant so how do you <laughs> prepare for both of those because obviously spikes on the track i guess and then road yeah. shoes um you yeah, what's the best way? Like, I suppose it'd be really interesting to hear what you did after the 10k leading towards a fast 5k, uh,
2: 5000. Yeah, um, so the 10k took more out of my legs than I was anticipating. So I sort of thought i jumped jump back into training. So I turned up on Tuesday, ready for a K session. Um. So horrendously bad felt like I was running through tar um so I was like oh my god what's what's happened and I got really panicky um but I I have a another coach Bill Foster in Loughborough who also helps um so I sort of spoke to him and he was like you just have to give it time after 10k it's it's normal for it to do that especially on the road and so I was like, not, not too worried. I just, I went to training on Thursday, still didn't feel quite right. It, it actually took just over a week until my legs felt normal again. Um, yeah. Just the fatigue of it, I think. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of, um just sort of plodded on, did really easy runs again. Um, and then started to pick it up in that second week. Um made sure we did a few faster efforts. Um and then yeah, and then I think getting ready for the 5k um on the track, it was I'd, I was just a bit nervous because I've not run track in so long. <laughs> so I was a bit like, don't know how this is going to go. Um and because it was with books, um another Loughbrigger, uh, uh, Alex Millard, we sort of had a plan. We was like scheming. <laughs> um, Bill had said he was like, you can you can win it in a slower time or you could go quick and hopefully just get a good time from the day. So we had this plan to do two laps each at 74 or 75, trying to get 1530. Um which I was really happy with that was like the the time I really wanted but it got to the day and got to the call room and they weren't happy with us wearing our watches because they say when you finish people have been like stopping it and covering their numbers Um, which I've not heard before but I was a bit like Oh, I don't want to get disqualified for like because sometimes it's just instinct to stop your watch and so I was a bit like it's fine they'll have people out there anyway started they didn't have anyone calling the times. the electronic uh, timer wasn't working <laughs> so what? we had absolutely no idea what pace we were going um so I I went like this to to my coach bill and my friend to say like oh there's no time so they went to the 5k start and started calling out the following lap time but then got told off by an official (laughs) for doing that (laughs) so it was a bit like it was all over the place so I've I've got my split times back from that race the first lap was 83 (laughs) it was like 83 80 and then Seventy-sevens back up to eighties again. Then the last lap was sixty-five. <laughs> the last eight hundred matched my PV, which is two fifteen. <laughs> so Brilliant. it was such an odd race. It was just it was a sprint finish and I won it and I've never probably won a sprint finish before in my life I think everyone was shocked that day they was like where did that come from and I was like I don't know I <laughs> don't know where it came from
0: brilliant <laughs> oh I love it and what was your final time uh,
1: 1556 we just dipped under 16. <laughs> under 16 though yeah
0: yeah and not yeah. bad for the pacing thing it's so interesting how much um how much it can affect you but also interesting yeah. that you don't normally run with a, a watch like on road races. I quite like that idea because yeah. it's a very good point about scaring yourself or thinking, oh, God, I've got to go quicker than this. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, very unique. Yeah, I think there's there's been some interesting qu- <laughs> ideas from officials, like not being able to doubt <laughs> the times or this watch thing, but um,
1: yeah. I suppose they must
0: have had occasions when it's happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah interesting stuff around athletics <laughs> quite old school
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've,
0: so you've obviously felt that because that's um well what do you what do you run in then for your for your road race are you what which shoes are you, are you wearing
2: and so I'm currently in, like, in talks with Hocker about becoming an ambassador and hopefully in the future being sponsored by them and so they sent me their new um, Rocket X um just before the race. So I I managed to get a session in, and I absolutely loved them. I was I was really worried because I was like, oh, what if I don't get on with them? And I'm going to sign up with a shoe company, and um, so I I was really pleased with them. They were so comfortable. I could have run in them all day. Right. Um, I didn't quite get the spikes in time for the track, so I just wore my dragonflies, which I also wore in Australia and hadn't cleaned. <laughs> they, they, they were muddy, I have not been lie, <laughs> And I didn't check them until the day of the race. <laughs> I've learnt my lesson there, but they were fine. <laughs> that is brilliant. I'm glad to hear
1: I'm
0: not the only one,
1: Yeah. <laughs> just bringing the
0: Australian dirt back over
1: yeah
0: that man-made puddle that they had there (laughs)
1: um
0: that's great so then you've yeah run this still sub 16 that's yeah great great finish and a quick last Mm -hmm. 800 and then kind of turn around five days later to run um this 5k at podium um, what did you do kind of between there was what was what was the ticking over type thing?
2: Um, so, um, so the race was Monday, Tuesday. I just did a forty minute steady run. Wednesday, I did a session on my own. It was um, I ended up doing seven by two minutes with a minute recovery, um, and then I did quite a big cold warm up and cool down. I think I did six miles worth of running around that session as well, just as a bit more volume. Um, and then Thursday I did uh, 35 minutes easy, and then Friday 30 minutes easy. <laughs> and then back back to my normal routine of my pre-warm up my jog <laughs> and my normal three miles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's good. If it works for you, that's great.
2: Yeah. Really
1: good.
0: So the the podium race, what, what time was your start?:
1: At uh, 1 pm.:
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, so an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah, do you have a late breakfast, an early lunch? Yeah, I suppose it's yeah. quite okay, so it doesn't matter too too much. but
2: no, I do struggle with I think it's the nerves as well. I struggle with eating too much before a race, so that's why I always try and have that four hour limit for like a big breakfast and then if if i have had loads then at least i'll feel all right and then i just have like a snack midway through that four hours
0: (laughs) yeah and what's your kind of traditional breakfast do you have a particular thing or can it change between the the classic porridge or bagels or things
2: made it, it's the porridge <laughs> i'm
1: the porridge. same
0: i've run a few <laughs> marathons now and i like i can't go away from the porridge thing because it's worked yeah. for me so fast
2: <laughs> I, I tried other things um in australia they didn't have porridge so actually no i lie i bought my own but i had other stuff with it but in other races like the europeans and things sometimes if, if i've not got courage available i'll have like toast and stuff but it doesn't have to play with your mind <laughs> it's such a yeah. silly thing as well to let get to you like oh my god this toast is gonna make me lose the race <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: oh it's not silly at all like you know footballers do things like jump hopping onto the, the pitch with one leg then the other leg <laughs> all the things that, that make you feel yeah um you calm or or uh, make you feel like relaxed and ready to to, to do yeah. um yes so then you've got this race 1 p.m and it's what was the setup for the podium because i've seen photos it looked like a kind of race course type thing or what was it um,
2: yeah it's it's like um it is it, it's what shape is it like it's like a, a bean <laughs> it's it, it, it's quite bendy but it, they're all rounded bends, so it's quick um, nice. and it's it was five just over five laps Um so it's all on like road tarmac so it's ideal really it's a very quick course Um it was raining really bad <laughs> um, but after a while you, you forget it's raining at all <laughs> so
0: True. Yeah. <laughs> so and that and yeah you, yeah you, you, sorry you go for it uh,
2: yeah that was the the race so uh, you get the new shoes um and all the kit, which was good ah
0: <laughs> oh, nice was it yes great and so yeah there was a really really good field wasn't there i saw um in third, third place was um Hannah Irwin, who I've I've known from different races around the place. Oh, yeah. Um no Callum, um, her boyfriend a little bit as well. And so it's
1: oh, all the yeah. field,
0: it kept popping up on Instagram, the different <laughs> people who run it. So I suppose um yeah, do you want to do the same as the other two kind of or the other three actually talk through uh, yeah. the race from kind of gun to tape? How was it? Yeah, it
2: was it, I really enjoyed it. Um Chris Barnes put I think it was the organizer, so they'd set up pacemakers. So there's probably four or five guys pacing at fifteen thirty. Um and then also probably the same for sixteen and then sixteen thirty. So my plan was just to stick with the fifteen thirty pacemakers as long as possible. Um so we started and it, it was a bit windy, but I was literally cocooned within these these guys around me. So it was it was amazing. And Chris had sort of said on the line, he was like, keep checking behind and if the girls aren't with you, slow down to help them. Um so they kept checking and um I think there was a few of us who went off with them. Um and then I think slowly people started to drop throughout the race um but it just it felt really good to it there was this sort of like leading the way and I was just sort of being carried through <laughs> um,
1: Elliot and,
0: Kipchoge style yeah
1: Yeah, it was, I, I
2: felt like that's the most thing I'll ever get to feel how he did <laughs> um and they had like the speakers on with music which was amazing um and I remember thinking, I was just like, this feels lovely. This, this can't be 15-30. And then I was like, don't say that. Because uh, I I think I do that for most races. And then I'm surprised at how much it hurts halfway through. So I was sort of just like really trying to stay relaxed. Because I had no stress to take the pace on. It's literally just sitting and do what you can to stay as comfortable for as long as possible. Um, and then I think the first two laps, it was fine. Then the third lap, it was like, oh, it's starting to pinch a bit, but you're still feeling quite good. Um, and then towards the end of that lap, I was sort of, it started to get a bit bit painful. <laughs> and, and But in my mind, I was like, so far, this has been... Not bad. It's not being too bad. So I, was like, I can't complain. I can't complain about being in pain now because I've, it'll be half halfway through of pain, and I was just thinking, get to two laps left, and it's so doable at that point. And um, so we went through again, and that second to last lap, I was just sort of like hanging in, and then, um. Then all the paces sort of dropped either dropped out or dropped back to the other girls. um so I was left with with one guy um and he he was really good he he was like, "Come on me, stay with me um And so we were sort of like running through. and my legs they were really starting to go but everyone was cheering and it was amazing um so I was just like I just need to get to the finish now I just need to get there but I didn't I didn't actually look at my watch once this whole race So I had absolutely no idea what time (laughs) we were doing I
3: was
2: solely trusting the pacemakers on that one (laughs) Um, and then he was like really really pushing me on and I remember at the end he was like it's all you now and he sort of dropped back for the last hundred to let me go through the tape which was just a really nice thing (laughs) to do and I I went through and I think I got 15.25 so I was so pleased but it did that last lap I, i Questioned everything again, but it was good.
0: <laughs> questioned your entire life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, <laughs> what am I doing, doing on a Saturday? <laughs> it's
0: a lovely bank holiday weekend. What? Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that sometimes in a random cross country out in Milton Keynes. You know, I've chosen to come here. Enjoy it.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Love it. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a great time, isn't it? So fifteen twenty-five going under that 1530 and and that was that that was a PB for you as well right Yeah.
2: yeah. I think, um my PB before it was on the track was 1542 so it's a good
3: amount yeah. <laughs> very good
0: amount and, <laughs> um and that I, I saw somewhere it's so hard to find because it's so recent but it was mm-hmm. another one of these kind of on a UK list what what number of kind of of all time is that is that what up there um I
1: think it was eight.
0: That's wow so that's top yeah. 10 now that is so yeah. cool. well done yeah that's really good um yeah i have tried to do some research it. <laughs>
1: it <laughs> but
2: i've
0: they seen it on the weekend i'm sure i saw this somewhere but it's all on stories so it's gone
2: <laughs> yeah i think i'm probably telling so they don't have 5k on their all-time list or on on any of their lists
0: that's the one i was going five. for I saw Wikipedia and I thought, you know what, that can't be trusted.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we found it on run Britain in the end.
0: (laughs) Nice, yes. Um, so that's a phenomenal, yeah, like three months. (laughs) Like really cool. And um and like some really, really big I suppose you've just been coming down in distance. So what's what's kind of next? What's the what's the next plan?
2: well, we're going back up again now so we've got high again in just under two weeks um yes which i am terrified for i'm already i can't oh it scares me i remember last i did it last year um and i, I hadn't done as many races last year because the lincoln 10k was earlier um it was in october so I think I'd only raced in the books 5K before it last year, um, and I just wasn't very race fit. Um, so that's why I'm really pleased with the races that I've done in the lead up to it. Um, but I've never wanted to stop in a race more than I did in that one. And I think it wasn't so much my legs, it was just mentally. We got to halfway, and the thought of doing another 12 and a half laps it scared me I got nervous in the race but my dad has always said he's like never stop in a race unless you're like injured because like every time you get back to that same level of pain you want to stop again and it'll be so hard to break that cycle so and they were watching me as well that last year and I saw them and I was like I can't stop so it was just a bit of a slog and then with about a mile or two to go I picked up again just in my mind I was like no it's, it's doable um, so this year I'm just I don't know I'm trying to find a way to think about it in a different way to not to not let my mind like ruin the potential <laughs> of the race yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> I think yeah because you sound the, the the various things you've said um you know where you're like I've come this far I may as well continue. I've only got, i have only going to hurt for half of this 5k. Yeah. I
1: think you've
0: got a lot of very good mental coping mm-hmm. mechanisms, but 10k on a track must be one of the toughest things because it's so monotonous, isn't it? And
1: <laughs>
0: if you train a lot on the track, we, we're lucky enough with our club to have a, tra- a track. So you kind of think, oh, a mile left, that's only four laps. But then when you start mm-hmm. running those only four laps, <laughs> only one and then you're like hang on got <laughs> three more of them <laughs> yeah. i um I think that an interesting one might might be that you you had a tough one last year and then you you aim to kind of beat that time because I guess it's yeah. it's what's scaring you as the occasion isn't it it's it's such an yeah. occasion yeah
2: It is. it's just there's, there's very limited chances to run a fast 10k on the track in the uk just uh, not many people want to do that that often because the people who compete at higher levels have all the chance where they can do that so for like for me who's not quite got that time yet but who probably needs a few more chances to do it it's really difficult to find a race with the quality needed for it um and like the level of officiating um so this is like such a big one because I'm like if I don't do it here I'm hopeful I'll be able to run it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is that is a stressful thing but I think you know the the other side of it is it's it's such a an amazing race to be a part of um it's it's for for guys I think I can't get in unless I'm under 32 and then I'll be running at three in the afternoon yeah, so I it's so that. cool yeah, it's amazing <laughs> but it's so cool that you you get to run it and it doesn't make it any easier but i totally know what you mean there's not mm. too many fast 5ks like that um mm. worst case i we always go and watch it you know it's so much fun um just come for a high five on the home straight to <laughs> <sure>. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm gonna need some some good support <laughs> can you imagine
0: your coach afterwards going what are you doing <laughs> running over into lane eight <laughs>
2: I did do that in the Lincoln 10K last year. Like one of my school friends was watching and it was at the finish and I'd won it. And I was like, woo, my arm was so tired afterwards. And I was like, tell no one about this.
0: Brilliant. Oh, disqualified for showboating.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that
0: happens, doesn't it? Um, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I thought you might be saying you were doing the, like the 10,000 PBs and um, yeah. I mean, for anyone who wants to see an amazing one listening to this, it is great fun. It's, it's on at Highgate track in, in North London, Hampstead Heath, and free to attend. So you just go along any time from kind of two or three in the afternoon, there are races, and then they get faster, and they get fireworks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I remember last year, they had the band on playing music, but you couldn't hear it because the crowd was so loud. And it's yeah. just constant, the adrenaline, I think, by the end of the night, I was like, I was just buzzing, I was just, <laughs> my head could <was> gone. <laughs> couldn't sleep
0: for a week, just gone.
2: I didn't sleep at all. I was up watching Eurovision that night, because that's when it was on last year, in a random inn outside of London, just wired. <laughs> that's
0: the life of an elite athlete, I it.
2: <laughs>
0: Sitting there with a cardboard cup of tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um brilliant. So yeah, I mean I think that's 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 almost it really that's been <laughs> no worries. Um so good to hear um kind of how you how you go for these these races and um your approach to to running. So thank you so much for your time. Um it's always nice to finish with a couple of kind of quick questions as well. Um first one my before I forget because I've seen while we've been chatting but you've also got one of these.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's
0: a Ken, Kenya um, brace. Have you been over to Kenya to train then? Or
2: I'm afraid I haven't. I got this from the running show in Birmingham. But I, I really want to go. It's sort of my inspiration to go.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: I look
2: at it, I'm like, I need to go. <laughs> I'm exactly the
0: same, yeah. I haven't been. But a friend went over there and I said, if you see any of those really cool race. I have one because I just yeah obviously Kenyan running is is such an inspiration to yeah for many of us it's great to have and um is yours, is yours really tough to get on and off
2: I I, I haven't taken this up since the running show <laughs> um, yeah, yeah i just it's a it's a part of my arm now <laughs> yeah
0: um this one was so hard to get on that i i'd need to break it off so it was 2020 <laughs> that this one went on and it's absolutely fine
1: wow that's impressive
0: <laughs> just before the pandemic so it's an interesting finder yeah um but no yeah that sounds like fun doesn't it going to a 10 or somewhere like that and doing oh, some... yeah,
2: definitely we've been um watching youtube videos and everything of people training there and i'm just like yeah. i need to go <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um so I guess yeah these couple of quickfire questions might be quite fun. Um what is your favourite event or distance and why?
2: Um I'd say 5k, I think. Just because it's it's short enough that a lot can happen still in the early stages. Um that Anything, you don't, you still don't know who's going to win from the start and then it can change drastically throughout the whole race. And it still, like, baffles me how the times are getting quicker. I don't, <laughs> don't know how it's possible.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, when I was looking at those results earlier, I also looked at the various World um, 5Ks and, you know, the low 14s and then yeah. sub 13 for men. And I was just thinking, this is absolutely <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Um, And that's on the road rather than the track, is it?
2: Um, I'd probably say the track, to be fair. I I don't know. I think you can see exactly what's unfolding on the track. Like all the tactics are just really interesting to watch what's going on. That is interesting.
0: Okay, so if it gets hard at halfway, (laughs) what you have to (laughs) do is go, I've got my favourite race to go.
2: (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, He's <laughs> the whole favorite racer.
0: Race. there was that um a great uh ultra runner called scott yurek and i think he was in the middle of death valley or somewhere really hot and he was passing out and he was you know all the things that go with um ultra running and someone put him in an ice bath and he came out and he thought what if i was just waking up and starting the race now and he put <laughs> mindset into that and then apparently he was able just to push oh. it
1: I'm I mean, mad. it takes a
0: special craziness to do. That,
1: but yeah. Just a thought
0: while we're on that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, a couple more. What was your first race?
2: Uh, my first race was across country, um, just the in Lynx League um, at Cranwell.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> How old are you?
2: 2011.
0: Great. It's yeah, so high. cross country. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Got a love for it from then. Amazing. Yeah. Um what one tip would you have for new runners?
2: Um, I think just stay consistent. So try not to go too mad and get carried away. Just if you can keep doing the same thing day in, day out without getting injured. Running is all about not getting injured, I'd say <laughs> <laughs> That
0: is such a good point. Yes, absolutely right um and then a bit of a deeper one for the last one um why do you run
2: um i think just for the love of it and it, it keeps me sane <laughs> i think i'd probably my mind would just wander off it's just i feel like i feel so calm once i've once i've been running it's just such a good feeling i think you get addicted to that post-run feeling um, okay. And just being able to push yourself, it, I don't know, you feel so productive having having done an easy run or a hard run, there's like every time it makes you, nearly every time it makes you feel better. There's some times when I'll get back and I'll be like, horrible run, why did I do that? <laughs> but they're very far in between.
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. Absolutely right. Oh well, thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really good fun chatting with
2: you. Thank you for having me on. And
0: look out for you at the uh, night of the ten thousand PBs, and we'll have a have a hello.
2: Yeah, that would be great. Right,
0: take
3: care. Thank you. Bye bye.